0: What's up, everybody? It's Ergo Radio Thursday at noon. We uh we didn't have any sexy groovy intro for you because we're having technical difficulties. You will
1: on the podcast, but but we're here though. We're here. We're uh, we're making things interesting at always as always at WHPK, ergoradio.com, What we do showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond. Uh, we have a very special guest up here. We uh we managed to get everybody up in the studio at the at the, at the right time, which is always. A feat, but I'm really excited to have uh, to have you here. But before we get into that, anything you want to, anything you want to plug, any announcements up top? You have a, a. Speaking of groovy, your sweater is like a. Uh, it's a whole thing. I appreciate it. It's really a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, getting
0: getting my life together. 2K17. Uh, for the community, I just thought everybody should know. We're just gonna celebrate after about a, a year and a half, year and nine months. I got my license reinstated. Hey. Okay, so my fuck the police game is going way through the roof now. <laughs> all these <laughs> protests, all, everything oh, we've been doing, God. I've been like, you know, driving bogus. So now now they can't tell me nothing. I'm really...
1: Wow. Yeah. You just, you really went for it. Uh, you, yeah. you were for a year, over a year? Almost just, two years. Almost two years. Was there like a, I know you like to give the theoretical framework. Was there a theoretical framework or you just didn't deal with it? Yeah, no, nah, I, I just I just don't
0: do my homework, and that's just that's like real? that's just like a part of life. Oh, so funny. <laughs> All homework just get, gets done at the last minute.
1: Well, Damon's back behind the wheel. We're back up here. Uh, a couple things: uh, Southside Weekly, which just put out an amazing music issue to start the year. It's a um, new weekly newspaper here uh, on the South Side of Chicago. Has their open house Saturday at 2 p.m. at the Experimental Station, which is on 61st and Blackstone. Uh, they do some really good reporting. Definitely go through check that out. Last week's guest, Lester Ray. Yeah. This Saturday will be at the new AMFM space in Pilsen, performing uh, "Blue Lion Reimagined," which is his project from last year, remixed with DJs from all over the world. And then, lastly, um, as I keep mentioning, we're going on tour. The first date, January twenty-first. That's a Saturday, the day after the inauguration, at North Central College in Naperville. Uh, the two of us are going to be up there with Bella Boz and Malcolm London, uh, doing a. Live conversation and uh, performance, so it should be fun. It's free. The info is on our website. We're also going to tweet out the link to the Facebook page. Uh, so come through and uh, and support. That's all. Uh, that's all I got. For sure. Well, uh,
0: we got a guest. We've been we've been trying to get up here. Excited to have him. Uh, <laughs> a, a kind of like a <laughs> he could be. <laughs> Uh, uh, like uh, uh, a part-time celebrity impressionist if he, <laughs> if he wanted to. But nah, a, a great artist, uh, powerful activist in the community. David Ellis is here yeah, with us. Yeah, yeah. Makes noise. Bah, Ellis, bah, speech, bah. Speech, speech, speech. How you feeling, man? How's the, the world great, treating man. you and how are you treating the world today?
2: I'm blessed. Uh, trying to reciprocate as much positive energy as I can um, that I receive. I'm, I'm good, bro. I can't Ooh, complain.
1: To the point of the, before we get into all of the things you do to the point of the celebrity impressionist who are you who are you envisioning there? i mean he, he i mean it's, it's almost too easy
0: but the, the wesley snipes Dwayne wayne thing uh, uh could just be uncanny on on a given day it's especially just, it's haunting you depending on like the hair length and style and outfit and you're like super 90s with your with your aesthetic sometimes yeah, so that's like... been weighing on me for about like
2: eight years <laughs> i've been getting
1: that bro. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get it let's get into it how are you uh how are you feeling in relation to this uh this comparison
2: you know what? I used to get offended, um, but it became so normal. That shit was is literally like normalized to yeah. me. See, now. This is
1: why we can't normalize right. things,
2: you know? I it's, I it's literally like just another word yeah. to me
0: now. Yeah, like when I, I f- think nothing, nothing. when I first started seeing you on like the YCA scene, it was like, I'd be like, man, like... I almost can't have a conversation because <laughs> I feel like I've been like, like just spit out. Like, dog, you look like Wesley Snipes. Like, I I'm, know he gets hey, that all the time. I mean, time. it's a branding tool. Like,
2: people recognize me off. Oh, that's that Wesley Snipes looking nigga. That's that Dwayne yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. If that's how you want
1: to recognize yeah, me. Yeah,
0: at that time you had like the, the high that, top going exactly. too. You you this, doing. N- like this the...
1: next performer, you loved him in Blade. He's <laughs> on tax evasion. noise? <laughs> <laughs> you Ellis. should
0: like, does Blade have like theme music? You should like sample that or just like. Also, like you Jay Electronica, just like rap the whole score of Blade. Oh, that's amazing. Just know. Or Nino Brown. Just know I have new music coming out. <laughs> okay.
1: Do you, okay. <laughs> <is> a, <laughs> cry, we climbed you for the first six minutes oh, of the yeah. show. Did you, how, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you hate when people make that comparison? Just so that the people know whether or not to keep it going as a joke. You know what?
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> com- dead To serious. be completely honest, I'm completely, at this point, I'm indifferent about it. I've been hearing okay. it so much. Mo- it's cool. Okay. It's, it's literally cool. I, I got yeah. tough skin, bro.
1: Cool. Well, in addition to all that, <laughs> I'm excited to have you here for, for a bunch of reasons. I did, you know, like we said, we're having technical difficulties uh, a little bit with the music. Hopefully, we'll figure that out. I also was unable to auto-tune the guest mic, which was mm. really my, host, my hope for you, <laughs> uh, as you are a fan <laughs> and a proponent. I don't know why this is, became Ergo roast today. It's I like What I'm saying is I like your sound. I like your music. That's I'm real. excited to talk uh, to you about it. But I don't think we even really asked the thing we start the show with, which is... Uh, how are you treating the world today? I just How's asked him the, that. What did he answer? He said he's blessed. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> you were too excited about, I was the, too excited <laughs> about the Wesley Snipes situation. Um, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Dave, David, your music is... I'm trying to remember like even the 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 first point of entry for me. But I think the thing that stands out to me more than anything is we get like submissions from folks or even when we're like listening to people, Mm -hmm. we hear there's a crisis of corniness in the world. Yeah. And I really think that there is basically nothing corny about what you do. Damn. Thank you. And I think that's like a beautiful and it's a small, but important thing, especially like, I don't know. I'm feeling even more so. You can't say it's. You don't even know. He might like be corny at breakfast or something. The music, okay, musically. Just because, like, (laughs) we've all that's that's
0: almost dehumanizing. Everybody
2: gets a little bit of corny, or corny. Everybody everybody has some type of corny in there.
1: (laughs) It's just like I think to stay away from like the the preachiness in Mm -hmm. doing music that is trying to engage with the world. You know, we always hear the examples of people who can't walk that line, and I think Mm -hmm. it's something you do really well. In terms of like having your aesthetic be something that is like engaging and entertaining and brings people in, Mm -hmm. Um, so really what I'm saying is that I think your music like bangs. Like I enjoy listening.
2: Gratitude, bro. I
1: I really appreciate that. Um, When at at this moment, you know, you've been creating a bunch, and we'll talk about some of the projects that you've put out in the last Mm -hmm. year or so. And I'm excited to hear what's next. But um, how are you thinking about? your craft and like, like, like what's exciting to you right now about making music?
2: Um, The, I don't know, the ability to be like completely vulnerable
1: mm. and have
2: people fuck with it. Mm. Um, When I first started making music, it was more so surface. Uh, it, My music always has aligned with like my politics and analysis at that point in time.
1: Mm.
2: Um, But more recently, I've been able to like learn to be more vulnerable and I'm like,
0: for like the last, uh, I appreciate hearing you say that. For like last six months or so, I've been uh, really a proponent of like vulnerability as mm-hmm. like a social, almost like organizing tool, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a, a like a necessity uh, individually and collectively. So one, now I put kind of my importance on. Like, why why do you think it's important mm-hmm. for you to have that space to be vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Um, like on like just like what's the reason behind it? And then, what are some vulnerabilities that you're trying to work through mm-hmm. artistically? That's real.
2: Um, I would say with vulnerability, uh you're able to show people that you can relate to them. Right. Like so often there's so many artists who like create this like very surface idea of who they are. People listen to them and people believe that shit. And so people like it fucks up people's self-esteem listening to artists who are like romantic like romanticized and like fake as fuck. Mm, yeah. they, they aren't real people, because they aren't being vulnerable. So at the point that you start like showing vulnerability, people are able to connect with you on a very interpersonal level. So it goes beyond music. They start to literally feel that shit,
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, what was the second question? I want to make sure I want to- well, What are the actual like vulnerabilities you've been working through artistically and creatively?
2: Man, whatever I'm feeling, I, I wake up in the morning, I do free writing mm. every morning. Um, I try to make that a habit. I try not to miss a day. I missed a few days last week,
1: like some artist's way type yeah. thing born out of that. so uh, you want to talk a little bit about like what that is if you know like basically these like morning pages idea is that similar to what you're talking about here somewhat yeah um that's like basically you wake up and before you do anything before you brush your teeth before you mm-hmm. go maybe not before you go to the bathroom, but before you do anything, you sit and you write three pages and you don't even have to read them afterwards. It's just right. like you, you don't you're not you're supposed to read with, them yeah.
2: you're not supposed to read them um. But in doing that, like that's like something that's self-affirming for you. Mm. And like I like to remind people who write and who do art, like this shit at the end of the day is for you. Mm. Um and so when you when you're doing this shit, make sure like your main objective is to stay healthy and stay in a good place. If you're in a good place, you can you can do so many different things, right? You're so flexible. So um yeah, I just recently started doing that. Um I've been engaging it other forms of self-care as far as like not having to like feel the need to explain myself mm. um, to anyone to, in a, to a certain extent, yeah. to a certain extent um, I don't want to be rude and I don't want to be a prick about it. <laughs> um, but I, I do make sure like I'm reserving energy. Right. Mm. Cause like so many times, like in the past I've been so exhausted and, and just did not know why, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's because I'm exerting so much energy to make sure everybody else is in a good place which I, I do care about still, um, but ultimately I I still need to be in a good place. Cause I, you know, that, that's important.
1: Yeah. I mean, being able to kind of take this, this like analytical mind and turn mm. it inward is, I mean, it's pivotal. It's a challenge. At least it has been for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it sounds like, you know, the things you're saying are the result of a lot of like wrestling with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that kind of your first instinct is to make sure that other people are okay. Mm-hmm how has that before we even get to the like craft part of it how has that been feeling how you feel in the world like in relationship to people do you does it because at first i could imagine that that makes you feel like like there's only a finite amount of like care Mm. that you can give um and if you are giving it to yourself then like it can almost feel like you're neglecting other people Mm. um but then at least for me that hasn't been buried like once i care for myself it actually like multiplies Mm -hmm. um does that ring true for you like yeah, I just my perception
2: of self-care before um was very skewed, like I grew up in the church, my father's a pastor, mother's a first lady, and my entire life, my early childhood development was just all service every holiday mm. was we serving people like doing food drives, and so like I was accustomed to like that service mentality, and uh like even when I did think I was engaging in self-care it was connected to somebody else mm. um, and once I start like actually Taking the initiative to do shit that like I, I needed to do for me. That feeling was a feeling I've never felt before. Right, mm. that shit was like revolutionary with, within me. I was like, damn.
1: What's that? <laughs> like, when, what, what's that feeling? Could you describe it a little more?
2: You know what? It's a. It's hard to put in words. It's a feeling. It's literally a feeling. Um, but you start to feel significant, like you matter. Mm. Um, a lot of times we don't even think about. How much we don't matter to ourselves right and so like when engaging in this type of like these type of activities like i was able to kind of like come into understanding that like yo you have an intended purpose um you are important in this space that space like you can make yourself happy (laughs) literally like i was always looking for something outside of myself to make me smile and it's like geez like you have so much like shit within you that's worth smiling for, you
0: know? What was some of the like, so so I'm hearing the free writing in the morning, what were some of the like um like tangible practices that allowed you like live that or to be like really affirmed in that understanding of of self and and happiness and, and purpose in, in a sense? And so, like, so I like like if think, somebody's like, man, I'm tripping right now. I, I like what David's saying. I believe that in my mind, but how do I actually like live that way? What is just like go some about basic, doing it?
2: Like, Holistically, stuff. I try to think in terms of emotional health, physical health, uh, extracurricular activity. <laughs> I spend extra time now writing. Um, I'm more intentional on eating healthy, <laughs> yeah, because I know like the effect that it has on my body, and in turn, the effect that your body has on your mood and how yeah. you're feeling, literally. So I'm more intentional about my diet, more intentional on in who I choose to give time to and energy to. Mm. Um if you can't reciprocate some type of like energy something that I need, and, and if I'm giving you energy, that relationship is like kind of non-void, is not needed. You know? mm. And so I kind of like separate my, and it's not necessarily like hating people or like um quarantining yourself from other people, but kind of allowing yourself to be in a space where it's like, you connect it to people. I don't want to make it sound like you're using people. It's not transactional. It's, it's about reciprocity. Right. And so being being intentional on relationships. Um and other things is, is, is as simple as like thinking about what do I like to do? What makes me happy? Mm. <laughs> and like how detrimental is this activity uh to my health. But like, where's the 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 balance of the middle ground? Like things right. like that.
1: Those very basic things. Like yeah. So no these are like as you said early like these are the kinds of questions that people don't wrestle with and ask themselves often but are so pivotal I mean to just cuz I'm I you know I always say that I'm projecting up here but I especially am right now cuz I was having a conversation last night with uh with my lady friend Mm. Mm. Um, it's not about that. We're not staying on about Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was hey. talking about how thinking like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are talking
0: about how did it go, you Not good. No,
1: things were good. Things were good. Shout out to uh, a lovely evening at the Garfield Park Conservatory. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Hey. Yeah. Very romantic. That is a vi- man. That is the best date spot in the city. It's almost it, like it definitely is.
0: <laughs> it's almost like too beautiful. You know, it's like it's know? like a movie, bro. Yeah. It's not
1: real. So we were. I'm. It's not. I'll get back to the thing I was going to say, but this. So we're in there there's it's they're open late on Wednesday. So they're open till like eight o'clock. So you're in there at sunset, hmm. the light, the like sky's changing. They turn off all the lights except for these like dramatic, like kind of like stage lights that are mm-hmm. on different like ferns and plants and stuff. And we're and there's like lightning and thunder going on. It was like, it was magical. It was incredible. <laughs> I'm comfortable saying that that was magical.
0: Va 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 voom. Va
1: <laughs> va boom. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the point, the reason why, shout out to Rosie, the reason why I brought this all up, um, is I was just taking a moment to reflect on the time of the past year and how like the the distance between like intellectually understanding those things and Mm -hmm. and, like saying I need to be paying attention to this for myself Mm -hmm. and actually like embodying it and putting it into the way I live my life. Mm. And like the there's the like idea understanding and the knowledge that it's important for you. And then there's the bridging the gap with your emotional patterns <laughs> and getting to the point where you actually, you don't beat yourself up if you like don't eat well for a day. Or if you like, you know, get into a cycle of like not feeling okay in yourself, that then when you come out of it, you don't go, man, I really fucked up for the last week when I was feeling bad. Like forgiving yourself for your feelings. That's real. Um, it's a, And it just takes like patience and continued wrestling right
2: this this earth this earth is literally about balance Mm. there's a core and like directly in the middle of of the fucking globe right Mm. um wherever there's like a bad thing happening there's a a good concurrent force happening at the same time when somebody dies somebody is born right so like there's no such thing as perfection like Mm. this life is about balance and so it's gonna be times where you like need to give yourself a break and kind of unwind and eat you some ice cream and some, some, <laughs> and some, some honey jack. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, don't try to be perfect.
0: That is so hard, yes. especially when you're taking... I mean, yeah. Somebody said something ill to me like a, like a week ago, mm-hmm. kind of to that point of that like, week <laughs> about like... About like how, you know, there's a system that is bigger than us and mm-hmm. we kind of like overstress ourselves. out. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of like how much the earth weighs. Right. But he was like, yo, it's heavy if matter, you bro. if you die, right, if you're 180 pounds dies and dissolves, mm-hmm. the earth does not change one ounce. Exactly. Right. Like there is always matter being created. And, and like, like there's this cycle of like the earth is not changing mm-hmm. weight no matter what happens to us as people. And so it's like it's the same entity mm-hmm. in many ways. And that just tripped me out. I just never even thought of like measuring yeah. the earth as like a mass. And what we have to do with that. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know where you go but from there. Like but that's like a,
1: a cool... That's the scientific framework that parallels... You know how a lot of faith talks about this yeah. kind of stuff, and, and you I, ain't
0: meant- go, I ain't gonna lie, five percent of Toby. So <laughs> I told you the story. <laughs> hey. I was in an Uber. Five percent yeah. He look, He has you know, like, yeah. But of- I was in an Uber. It was like three in the morning, and like we got to wrap it. He like turned off his like phone oh, and was shit. like, you know what, I'm not taking no <laughs> more rides. It just got to school me. <laughs> yeah, at me.
1: Seven forty five. He let you out of the car. Yeah. What uh, any uh, any one on like thoughtful good gems besides that, and also like any just like absurd. Statements from. I mean, I, I think the. I think you know. Even though he reconciled
0: it and like his explanation of, it, I think just the framing of gender is always going to be right. an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 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 that, those type of belief systems. Uh, what else did he, did he say? Anything that was off the wall? Nah, just like he was just like saying like, "Hey, chill out," because it's it's always been people in a struggle that's ready to get their lick back, like. Mm-hmm from the beginning of the whole thing, right? Like <laughs> there was there was there was people on the plantation that was just like, all right, if they slip one time, gee, I'ma get my lick back. And like we are a part of that. That never went away. Mm-hmm. We like we are right. Mm-hmm. And, and just like we have to unlock that knowledge of of ourselves.
1: It's so hard to remember anything similar to that. At least for me in this moment in particular that, that like that balance of that for every, you know, for every death there's life, for every destruction there's creation. Like I just personally right now, I'm glad we're having this conversation right now because I'm just looking at the world and like I'm on the bus and I'm listening to Ben Carson's hearing to take over HUD. (laughs) And I'm like, it's a moment, it feels like a moment of like complete destruction of all of these structures. If
2: if you pay attention, you feel imbalance, right? Um, The reason we can't listen to the same artists over and over and over again, we got to switch it up. It's because you get tired of it. You feel that imbalance. If you eat insane, like too much of anything is bad. Why? Because of balance. Right. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Like I think a person starts to become more connected to the earth, and you start to feel what the earth feels when you become more balanced. You Mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? So that's that's like the kind of section of my life I've been in right Right, now. Just trying to stay. Level-headed and balanced and in a good place. For sure, you man. Know?
0: Who knew we was gonna start off this. philosophy? <laughs> and, and speaking of which, you you know, we always like to kind of go to home and, and identity and like family um here on Ergo. And and you mentioned, you know, your connection to the church. I didn't know your father was yeah. a pastor and your mother yes, was sir. a first lady. And but you know, now you're. You're expressing philosophies that may be considered like expanded beyond the church. So what is your relationship to home now? That is the most interesting smile. What what is your relationship to to, to the church, which sounds like was a big part of your affirmation this conversation of balance ties
2: directly into (laughs) what we're talking about. Man, we're good at this interview game. Um, These these transitions, we fire up here. (laughs) I literally had to learn how to move and how to communicate, right? Um, Because especially parents who who are raising a child can be very sensitive um to what direction a child goes in. Mm. Like so my mom is a Cook County Sheriff Police Officer. Oh man. Uh, pops is an entrepreneur, um, and also a pastor. So my household was very like it had a very hierarchical structure. Like it was very, you know. You could even say pre- maybe conservative in, in yeah, many ways. I mean, I mean ways. you know
1: what? Without that that, that yeah, not like, like politically, term, but yeah, like socially.
2: Yes. Because, yes. Um, and so I had to learn to Literally live for myself. That's Self-care started at home for me. Um, What do you mean? It would come to a point where I was like, yo, I'm literally following orders and I'm not happy. Mm. (laughs) Like, this doesn't feel right. Mm. Like, something isn't right. I I don't have the logistics. I don't have the facts. I can't, like, pull out a fact sheet and prove all y'all wrong right now. (laughs) I wasn't at that place in my life. But something just didn't feel right. And so when I started to, I moved off campus. I went to Chicago State University. uh, Moved on campus and kind of started to explore. Like, started reading on my own, reading for fun. Um, I had a mentor, Baba Kwesi, who was really connected to the e tradition. R-I-P, Baba. Um, and so I came into my own and really started to, like, connect how I felt to actually, like, things that exist and concepts. And so, like, at that point, I started to kind of, like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, sorry, there's something happening okay.
0: out there. Yeah. No, this you is really look. important. No, I'm sorry. It, I'm yeah, watching. No, please, please. No, <laughs> was, yeah, there was Somebody's a... having a problem oh, somewhere it's... in WHPK. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> there, was a, um, there was a shout. But you know what? Honest, I learned
2: with, with balance, I learned to merge the two, right? Mm. I learned that there's still um, a heavy significance in like the fact that the Coptic Christian church was founded in ancient Ethiopia. And that like, A lot of the stories are still very relevant. Like shit was changed and translated through like what white people wanted the shit to be. Um, But it's it's still something very beautiful about Christianity. I honestly believe whatever you are like diligent in and faithful to, like the universe will make real for you. Like Mm. everybody's, everybody has a truth depending on like what they
1: came up in. So what right now, what are you feeling diligent in and truthful to like when if that's not the framework for you right now like do you have a language to define yeah. your I still yeah. pray I still I still uh pray like I usually pray yeah I think I gave I like pr- put on you the like losing my religion tag that was un- <laughs> yeah. Un- unfair yeah
2: I still I still could like technically consider myself a Christian I just know what it is mm. you understand what I'm saying <laughs> what do you mean um I know white folks translated shit uh there was a a lot of African spirituality is, is is seen as deviant. Um, a lot of like spiritual work that our ancestors did is deviated against, and like a lot of that was actually connected to the Coptic Christian Church and like the original form of Christianity. Um, and so, like I acknowledge a lot of stuff that's that's real to me. I also acknowledge, acknowledge the, the things that are problematic. Yeah. And So it's a matter of like picking out the bone, picking out the meat leaving the bones for me at so, this
1: point. So in looking for, for the meat in it, um, and doing that critically, how do you like, cause I find this even in like my own wrestling with faith, like mm-hmm. you just come across a lot of like, bullshit fake history. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially like in a moment of, there's just so much information with no sources in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how are you finding stuff? Cause there's one thing that's like your truth, and then there's things that are like actually true. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where are you finding information that you believe in that like rings true and also like has some backing to it? Just cause like even in faith, it should be grounded in something beyond I think it should be grounded in something beyond just a feeling. Like mm-hmm. it has to be grounded in the world.
2: I I, I trace back to like the, the ancients, like the John Henry Clark's, like the fathers of of, of the movement. Um and usually well, I'm I'm not familiar. John Henry Clark, oh man, uh he passed away about I want to say four or five years ago, but very like as far as his death and like Black history, um, m- thousands of people affirm him, like because he's been trained and like brought up by people who are like legitimate and who have like actual like credibility behind their names, right? Um, and he's so I'm. He's from Chicago. Uh, John. No, he's not from Chicago. Oh, I, I literally. <laughs> it's <laughs> a matter. It's yeah. a matter of uh, credibility. Yeah. Um. Literally researching. Yeah. Uh, finding out about different people, like holistically who they are. Um, like before, when I was young, I used to follow Milano Karenga and I had to like do research on him. And like I found <laughs> yeah. out, like I had to pick the, the meat from him as well. Yeah. Like he was hella problematic. So it's like, it's literally about like tracing back and like leaning towards what's credible, right? Leaning towards also what connects with you. Because a lot of truths are like, completely objective to the person.
1: Mm.
3: Like,
1: yeah, I think, like, beyond just faith stuff, like, we're seeing that right now in the world. Like, people are just like, no, 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 this is, I'm gonna, this is the truth, I believe, about mm. everything. And, like, I'll stand on it, not because there's any, like, just because it, it affirms me. That's um, that's very real. And I think that's, like, it's not that I'm pushing back, but, like, it's part of what I'm, like, wrestling with myself is, mm. like, that instinct is so uh, appealing. Uh-huh. And is so dangerous to like, like people have to read things yeah. or, not, or just learn things. Like, I don't know. I sound like, I sound like an old guy. Like nobody reads books anymore. I don't care if it's on a page, but like, Hey, shout out Wikipedia. People got to learn low- things. High key. I'm not, I'm not for the same. Yeah.
0: key. Shout out Wikipedia. Nah, true. So, so speaking of like learning things um, and, and I think we're kind of like really like getting the grounding of David Ellis's like, Position in the world, yeah, um, and so kind of like the Ella Baker question of like, what's your lineage? Who are your people? Um, I, I, I heard you mention Baba Kwesi, who I got to meet maybe once, maybe twice, um, and I just want you to like speak on on who he was and that influence, um, and if you you know labeling him as a mentor, you know how Baba he shaped man. You. Not only
2: was Baba a, a mentor, that was like my a, another grandfather for me. Mm. Um, he was intentional. On making sure like black folks matriculated through the college process in the way that they that they should. Mm. Um, a lot of the times we have we have to take a lot of core classes when we first come into college, and like being in Timbo, which stands for Teaching and Educated Men of Black Origin, is not uh, it's not exclusive of women. It's not no like. HOTEP uh, massage initiative is really not, it's about like, literally there was a shortage of black men enrolled at Chicago State University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the African American Male Resource Center, which is the center at the school, um, Baba Kwesi became the uh, director of the African American Male Resource Center. And at that point, he took the initiative to make Timbo to get even more like, engaged with black men on campus. So like, I didn't have money for books. Like this is what it's about. Yeah. Providing people with what they need. Like what resources do you need? I got you. Yeah. We gone. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what it was. Um and so like providing us with books, uh I learned how to play chess in the African American Resource Center. Side note. Uh, are, you, are you good at chess? I am now. Mm. Uh got mentoring, uh help academically with classes. A lot of my t- older Trembro brothers actually helped me like study, t- taught me methods of studying, mm. like which is very important. Like a lot of cps schools don't teach you how to study right yeah and so i learned Just that to do it. in yeah. that space yeah. and so like he gave us a foundation of like where our people where our lineage came from we don't know specifically cuz a lot of these organizations out here who at the ancestry.com a lot of shit is a host you don't really know for sure um but we still feel that african presence right and so he gave us really a foundation at chicago state mm. um and he created a hub a, a, a network of black people. Like I'm connected to people in Seattle, uh, overseas and in Zimbabwe, like everywhere, literally, because of yeah. Baba Koisi. Like yeah. that man is man. That, be at peace, Baba, for real.
1: That kind of work of like, it's not even just network building. That's like community building on a another level. On a whole other level <laughs> of like beyond community being like, we all show up to this thing at the same time and mm-hmm. get this, you know, that it's literally like about connecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, Yeah, that's really important work, especially when it's young folks who are trying to like make their way through a challenging yeah. institution. Yeah, And I want to talk to you a little bit about Chicago State, especially as a jump off <laughs> to, <get> <laughs> to talking about your music as well, Man. which um, I know we can't play it on air right now because the tech thing, but I'll definitely put some in the podcast. Um, Let's just take
0: a pause right now. Here, we're going to play a song on the podcast right now. <laughs>
3: shut my school down, yeah. We will never fall Bruce, runner's gotta go We gon' keep that pressure coming He better pass that budget Rest in peace to all the others know there's so much more to gain Making all the love before me going to be an expense, we won't rest until we're free We won't rest until we're free We won't rest until we're free. We we free. We we free We won't rest until we get free We want freedom Take your freedom
1: All right, and we're back. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but in, in looking at uh, you know the the challenges in your time at, at Chicago State, uh, you want to just give like a little bit of a rundown of like what's gone on and and what you've been yeah
0: working. What happened? I mean, it's not even a news. is Is everything great. Like people Chicago just stop State talking about open. Chicago State. Chicago
2: State is open <laughs> and ready for business. Yo, um, Chicago State supports an under underdeveloped and under resourced. Uh, Roseland community like that community depends Chicago State University is the heart and soul of Roseland damn near the heart and soul of Chicago in my opinion Um, every major institution has some type of connection Mm. to our school Um, and so like folks who haven't had like those second chance opportunities or like folks who are older older black folks who want to come back to school or those who were neglected by other schools on some bougie shit Let's be straightforward. Like, Chicago State is that safe haven for us. And so, like, when, when you look at the population of students at Chicago State, like, the work that we do in BYP and Let Us Breathe, this like, these are the populations we're working for, literally. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, when you close an institution down like Chicago State, you, you're literally literally neglecting people who need the most help, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Bruce Rana is hyper-capitalist, fuckboy. Um had no intentions of passing a budget in which Chicago State needed to comp- uh, continue operating at full capacity. And so me, along with a, a whole bunch of other student leaders, my homie Charles Preston, some Shout of my fat bros. We'll get them up here. Um, we members of SGA, uh, uh, Paris Griffin, uh, Chris. I, I, I can name a yes. bunch of people. Uh, but we came together, had a meeting, decided to organize and galvanize our resources behind like this cause, um and 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 hit the ground running we had a protest went to city hall put constant pressure on the governor's office um and i went down to springfield too, went down yeah. to springfield a few times yeah. occupied th- uh that space um and so folks started to pay attention and so people was like yo this is fucked
1: up <laughs> Mm-hmm. like something needs to be done pressure was brought up when the only the state school in the state that serves primarily black and brown folks is getting their budget slashed exactly and has no money and has to spend their entire endowment to just keep the doors open and is laying people off as a source of employment as well mm-hmm. right yeah, Chicago exciting.
2: State University graduates the highest percentage of African Americans like compared to any other state school in, in the state of Illinois mm-hmm. like right. that's that's how significant probably any school period probably, exactly yeah. like and so, like, this is a, was a direct attack on like black education,
0: <laughs>
1: right?
0: And like, and I think it was powerful because, you know, I probably, you know, I used to drive past Chicago State. I I think I went swimming. <laughs> took swimming lessons. I think I learned and to swim in Chicago State. Everybody's
2: connected to everybody. <laughs> Actually, now
0: I think about. It, I never even mentioned that. <laughs> but like, I don't. I I don't think I ever like understood the importance of it until it was at its most vulnerable point which i think was powerful in like the long term mm-hmm. like cuz in the sense of like what institutions do we have sometimes we overlook that we have mm-hmm. things in our community that are operating um and so with that right like with kind of there being this raise of consciousness mm-hmm. and they're now being the well where is it now right like where, where is the fight now is it, is it over is it is it back the fight is, is, is the, not
2: over we still need more money uh to flourish as a university we still operating on not as not as much as we would want to be operating on um
1: largely but, as i understand it because the like reserves that an institution has exactly. were drained to just keep the doors open exactly
2: mm-hmm. um and so like a lot of like we still feeling it like we felt it still feeling it uh enrollment isn't where it should be mm-hmm. and like the push now is to get is to go In the Roseland community, continue doing high school and middle school uh, tours and talking to shorties, like relating with them, like connecting our struggles with their struggles. Right. I'm noticing when we go and do this work, it's about like helping shorties understand like how their everyday problems are connected to like a white power structure. Right, like they don't connect the. They see they their problems is like so fucking normal, bro. Mm. It's 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 scary how how normal they see their problems. Mm. And so, like Chicago State is necessary, and natural almost natural as fuck. Mm. And so, Chicago State is necessary to like give them alternatives to say this shit is not normal. This is not right. It's not good, bro. <laughs> You're not supposed to
1: live like this. You understand what I'm saying? And I, I think like sometimes, and we've talked to a lot of people kind of about the entrance into higher education and. Folks' eyes being open in that way to go like, oh, there's other realities out here, but then also like the the jarring difficulty that that can create when you're in, you know, whether it's at a school like the one we went to or you know just a whole bunch of places where all of a sudden like you're the only person of color in your class and everyone's looking at you to be the expert on a thing. And I think like what you're talking about is like the unique potential of this kind of institution Mm -hmm. that it can help like open those like pathways in a way that doesn't uh, mm-hmm. like it it doesn't necessitate like right. separation it, it can like it bring it into people's understanding of mm-hmm. their own life at an early like if you see this institution and say like it's not just that they might let me in but it's like it could be for me mm-hmm. that's a really different way to think about Chicago school. State is a different piece
2: in the light that like the, the folks who work at the school know what students need. Mm. If you go to a predominantly white institution, even if people had good intentions, right, um, they don't necessarily know what you need. They can't connect their struggles with your struggles.
3: Right.
2: Um, and so I've watched people, like, be nurtured through the process of going through college and came out polished, mm. came out with an understanding of, like, who they were, an understanding of what it, what they needed to do in the world, Right. And so Chicago State is special in that case with working with people who've been entrenched in struggle yeah. <laughs> like their entire lives. Like no other university can touch Shorty's and Roseland like Chicago State can. And it doesn't <laughs>
1: devalidate their struggle. Exactly. So did you ever feel, you know, you 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 get there and then all of a sudden your institution becomes the place to fight for its existence? Did you ever feel like on any level resentful of like, man, I'm not, you know. I don't just get to go be a student. I have to also be this person fighting in this way. I used to say that. I was like, "Yo, I got i
2: I'm missing classes to go to these protests. I'm in <laughs> trying to save my classes. I'm in meetings. I wrote, I wrote about it in my music, but it influenced like this creative like
0: yeah.
2: spirit in me. Like I I created Black Semester too because of the the the, the financial uh, turmoil that Chicago State was in. Yeah. Period. Like, that's
0: what that album And, and in a sense, you know, it's, it's like, it's educational, right? Like, exactly. It's like, it's like a pedagogy, right? Like, if, if that's the work you want to be, be doing, you want to be in response to the real circumstances and conditions yes, of your life and and be a part of that, right? So, that was actually practice for us. Like, do, do, you, do you almost, like, even walk around... The school with your chest puffed up a little bit more, like y'all didn't maybe like save it yourselves, but like yo, we kind of you know we kind of held it down here. We fought for our teachers, right? Like that must even change the like power dynamic of like the the do y- are you and the staff probably in better community in a way that you know most schools are. Chicago higher?
2: State University is unique in the fact that it's a very like across the board, but like from faculty to students to the janitor you see every once in a while, to like the higher up administrator, everybody is family. Like Mm -hmm. there's a family oriented environment. And so that hierarchical structure isn't necessarily super uh, prevalent at Chicago State. Like people literally talk to each other on a first name basis like, it's a black family's Christmas party and everybody came together. Mm -hmm. Like, so there is no, like we, the students recognize that administration stood in solidarity. We recognize that faculty stood in solidarity. The same way faculty and administration realized that the students took the initiative mm. to start organizing. Like there is like a, a holistic appreciation for like galvanizing and, and and helping the school stay open. So, so
1: the school is made up of and maintained and supported. It needs all three part. All yeah, all of
2: those people. yeah. And um, so I don't know. I just kind of Chicago State kind of helped me create like not a almost a utopic view of like what education should look like almost mm. like, and that shit is that type of relationship is is very healthy and it's very like
1: uh, important in terms of like com- like real community building and in, in then taking that into your music making and you mentioned Black Semester 2 um, and we'll play another song from it uh, right after this right on, the, on the podcast uh, why don't we hear one other track from <laughs> Black Semester 2 and we'll be right back with David Oates <laughs>
3: We bout to take our freedom They can't hold us in these chains much longer Yeah We bout to take our freedom They can't hold us in these chains much longer We bout to take our freedom They can't hold us in these chains much longer Yeah We about to take our freedom They can't hold us in these chains much longer Liberation, yeah. uh, liberation, liberation, uh, liberation, liberation, yeah. uh, liberation, 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 uh, liberation. We bout to take our freedom. They can't hold us these change much longer. Uh, we bout to take our freedom. They can't hold us, in these for must They a bunch of frivolous giants They scorn the people of God From the city, y'all cool Got us all not compliant 47's for riots Bitchin' me with the army This full of rebels and warriors Letting off us a try and We walk a mighty road to victory But in it no way we found to make The time stretch, turning hours in the centuries. And Into centuries, acknowledge That it me, passing the city squeeze on any wicked man who try to piss upon our history. Yeah, liberation, liberation. I, uh. Liberation, liberation, uh. liberation. Liberation, liberation, liberation. We bout to take our freedom. They can't hold us in these chains much longer. Yeah, we bout to take our freedom. Taking all us in this change was longer Yeah We're to take our freedom Yeah We're to take our freedom eh. We're to take our freedom That's eh. we the to take our freedom, eh. take our freedom tell them liberation liberation eh. yeah.
0: <laughs> here go radio 88.5
1: coming to you live kinda <laughs> whpk yeah funny um oh, but, damn i
0: was about to cut you off
1: go ahead <laughs> no but in in building that project and then thinking about it in relation to the other music you're making now like that i i hate the phrase concept album like always i've hated that phrase but that was it was structured in response and in like wrestling with that experience mm-hmm. um and I think it can be helpful, like when you think back on that period of time, yeah. memory of something that you've been working on or a place that's important to you, like pieces fall out. Now, when even now, when you listen back to those songs, like other things that it reminds you of, whether it's like ideas you were wrestling with or even like moments in that semester, it literally
2: brings me back to that semester. Mm-hmm. Like we lost, I'm, I don't want I don't even want to use the word lost. Baba Koisy transition to another a space. Um, and so we were dealing with that, and so when I listen to songs like Fuck Cancer, I instantly think about that, right? Mm. When I listen to songs like Budget or Else, I think about when we were on the bus, like chanting and rapping in the back and shit and freestyling on our way to Springfield. Mm. Um, when I listen to songs like Feel It, I think about when I struggled with depression in my room, when I had like anxiety attacks. Like I, it brings me back to spaces I was in before, which mm. is which speaks to how like interpersonal music is, yeah. right? Um, the fact that you can relive and experience through literally listening to a song—listening, uh, to a song—so it's I don't know, it's, it's very, it's very interesting, bro. Are
1: but, there any things that it brings you back to that maybe you wish weren't there? Like you, the, all the things you just listen aren't all positive things, like yeah.
2: Um, and so, do you trigger yourself? Yeah, I do. <laughs> One of the things I I, I kind of like paid attention to was to like try not to be. I would talk to myself and talk to myself and say like, yo, try not to be so react, like, try not to be so reactionary with your music. Like, I tried to, I'm now I'm in a space where I want to be more organic and like make things as I start to feel mm. and as I start to like be in a certain place. And so it's like, a lot of that music was reactionary to pain and it was therapeutic at the time, but also life is a process. Like, you're not supposed to stay in one stage. Like, you learn like, what you should do with certain situations, and yeah. like how you should move with them, and you don't creatively. What?
0: Yeah, and, and I think like technically you did a good job, right? Like I think you, I think the sound of it was very crisp mm-hmm. and, and very cohesive, and so I, I hear what you're learning, like on like a um like cognitive, like almost spiritual level. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm always interested when we bring folks up here of like process Mm -hmm. right like i'm thinking of like the the high school kid that might be hearing this david ellis interview Mm -hmm. and is like just getting in the studio just getting their verses together what are some of the like technical process based about the craft that you learned in making this process how 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 have you how are you making music better than you made it before do not put
2: out a release date until you have all your <laughs> shit recorded and mastered, <laughs> this don't is do it. <laughs> this don't amazing. do it. Um, a part of me felt like <laughs> you could have a, a turtle go. I'm gonna on be one. honest. A part of me felt like Black Semester could have been better <laughs> through like perfection and mastering. What
0: certain- What are some sounds? Like what are some things um, that you feel should be better about it? I'm. Mean, you know what? Thank you. For, I'm gonna ask this question from now on. What are some things that you felt could have been better about this project? I wanted a more holistic perspective. Uh, what does that mean? Break
2: down that word, holistic. Thank holistic is like
1: Everything,
2: within right? the full context of something. Right. And it was very, it's a, it's a very sad project. I get sad when I listen to it. It's raw. In my opinion, I like it. But it's very, it's like a downer project. And like in that space, it was very, my life was a hurricane, but it was a mix of different emotions. Mm. And the fact that only one type of emotion was portrayed on that project is problematic for me. Like I don't want that anymore for any other work I do. Like I want people to with vulnerability, I'm tweaking. With vulnerability, I want you to like feel me holistically with that shit. Not just one aspect of how I'm feeling.
1: And like can you <laughs> capture the joy of rapping on the back of the bus down to Springfield in addition to what it was like when you got there? Like, can you get both of those pieces? You know, that's that's part of the challenge is mm-hmm. like and I do think you make joyful music a lot. Yeah. Um and in seeing you perform, especially like with Rick, when the two, Rick Wilson when the two of y'all are F- on stage uh, together, uh, like the, like enthusiasm is crazy and it's a joyful space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was talking on another project that I'm working on, which is this podcast pilot for the Poetry Foundation. I'm producing it. And we had Eve Ewing, Ergo alum, who I just ran into on the way to here. Oh. Actually, by the way, shout Always out to shout you, out Eve. Eve. Um, but she was talking about like the unhealthy relationship that especially like in poetry spaces and i think it's also i would say at hip-hop that like young black folks are taught to have to their pain and the like commodification of that um Mm. and i've talked to a lot of people who came up in those spaces who are now still writing in their 20s and like part of the huge challenge is like learning to write about things you love or things that give yeah. you joy yeah. or things that the like sad feel... poems
0: get tens of tab.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you saw like a a poem that was built in a place like it's That's why new. songs like um like I don't know. Like the music that moves me most is whether it's like an actual love song or just a happy beautiful song. Yeah, I think I think
0: that's what I've been listening to probably uh, to by again cuz I what I, was just I only have a CD player in my in my car that I just got <laughs> Hey, um, me and you both. But I, th- I think oh, I oh. think it's really powerful how um You're both auxless? Yeah. Oh. I, I need to get like a whole new system. G. <laughs> um I think it was really powerful how the song all right came out of you. Which is like the song about uh depression, where he's like speaking to his own consciousness mm-hmm. and like admits still battling with mm-hmm. suicidal f- feelings, and that ends. And then it, the next thing is All's My Life, I, right, and like mm-hmm. the happiest, most like powerful song of joy of like the this moment in society, uh especially or specifically in hip hop came out of that sadness. So I can't wait to put this yeah, music. Yeah, out. it's coming. It's coming.
2: It's it's very it's <laughs> very like up it's upbeat shit. You know. Um, I, I feel like we become like, we literally become walk and struggle mm. and we forget like that we are humans as black people. Mm. Like we just, we so immersed in struggle. Like that's all we, that's all our frame of thought is. Like mm. it's hard to think outside of the scope of struggle. Um, and that's how the arts and culture industry man,
1: structures
0: it. Man, bro. I, I, If I can, I, there was something I wanted to ask, like kind of earlier while we were talking. And I want to like just shift real left and then that's end cool. with a little bit more conversation about the music. Um, like as we're talking about like the the like social and the political stuff, I kind of I feel like you are in a position to like, um, speak to a a a, a dynamic that's big, but I don't want you to like have to explain it all. But just how you navigate, um, in terms of like the spaces of where you are trying to affect change mm-hmm. and how they're centered very differently. Right. right. Um, so, so you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get off the abstract. So when you mentioned Timbo, you mentioned Baba Quasi, right? Like um, you were very quick to say, even though it is um, centering men in, in at least in the title, right? It is not some whole It's not patriarchal. Right. And so, I was very honored and privileged to like, you know, design the, the teaching that BYP did at Chicago state mm-hmm. that really, you know, was a convergence for you. It was kind of our first time seeing you for, for yeah, a while. Right. Okay, yeah. and, and, and so for you to be in a space where BYP 100 has like the black queer feminist lens that is very much centered in femininity and um, overtly anti-patriarchal and anti-homophobic, mm-hmm. but also to be in nationalist space that may have patriarchal legacies, if not they, mm-hmm. if not current practices particularly right like even being pledged alpha which we didn't talk a lot about which uh-huh. i know is like a big part of your identity yeah and i also want to shout you out because i think and i'm gonna let you talk I'm, i feel like i have taking too long but I, I personally i think like on like the macro scale or structurally i'm pretty critical of like the black greek life overall mm-hmm. it, it, but I am um, always I'll, I'm never publicly critical because of people like you. I see the real human value of mm-hmm. that type of work and those type of relationships. Mm-hmm. So how do you, without having to explain like patriarchy versus blah blah blah, right? Because that's not something one person can. How do you navigate going between those spaces? Or have you learned anything in engaging both of those spaces which some may even name as at odds in some way?
2: Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing is, is priorities, um, goals and transforming spaces. If I see like potential in a space or in an organization um, and I feel like something in my spirit is connecting me to it in which I mm. should join, um, my initial thought is a priority. I, I set a goal for what I want to see for that organization, for, for what I want to see done, right? And like I said before, it's a matter of picking out the bones and eating the meat, right? And so that's how you go about transforming spaces. People learn... Uh, about your politics and analysis not through what you say. Like, talking don't mean shit. Like, they have to watch you, mm-hmm. like, move through spaces. Mm-hmm. And as folks watch you move, they they ask questions, you can explain. That creates talking points, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's greater than action. Exactly. For instance, B-Y-P organizes from a queer feminist lens. Uh, uh, Timbo is, is a completely, like, African-centered organization, uh, which is, like, a lot of it is geared towards... Uh, uh, Jesus, I'm losing the word in my head. Uh, Jesus, what's the word? African-centered perspective, <laughs> right? And so my biggest thing was, what's the common denominator? What's the goal? Mm-hmm. It's to keep Chicago state open. Mm-hmm. So regardless of our, of our difference in politics and analysis, we have one main goal. So let's galvanize what we mm-hmm. can, because sometimes it's hard, right? And so as a cisgender black man, I have the privilege to move in certain spaces that Queer folks, a uh, uh, women won't be able to
0: move in, mm-hmm.
2: right? And so, I, and, and with that
0: privilege, you kind of use it to kind of have you like learned or reconciled any contradictions? Because I feel like that's where change comes from—is like addressing contradictions yeah. in that privilege, is, there, is there yeah. that lesson that you and it's take about away? being empathetic,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And it's about um, being very sensitive to the individual. People yeah. have been through so many traumas, right? And so to just, like, explode and be preachy, you never come across preachy, bro. I'm telling you, especially with hood niggas, bro. <laughs> like, it's, it's not about preaching. It's about, like, making them feel comfortable and making sure they can connect with you. Yeah. And so if you're down to earth and they feel that connection, like, their analysis will eventually begin to, like, evolve. And I've watched it happen. You can ask Charles Preston. Like, we we are literally watching a Renaissance right now in Chicago mm. and at Chicago State University. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, I, lo- I love the work um, I do for Alpha. I love the work I do for Timbo. Um, I love the work I do, even though I- I've been like inconsistent with BYP, like with BYP. So it's like, it's learning how to navigate spaces. It's learning to be sensitive and empathetic and learning how to like, use the privilege I was born into and to kind of like bring that, bring folks together with that shit
1: without it being like, you mentioned that those, the two different frameworks Mm -hmm. with a common goal, it doesn't mean that you erase the differences between them. You let you (laughs) you facilitate those contradictions, like playing out in real time. And then you actually like work through it and you figure out what's possible. And you don't only build things with people who see the world the same way you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get out of here, um, you wanna uh you, you wanna you wanna share some, some art live on air go?
2: Sure, bro, check it out. I'm take this gum on my mouth. Yeah, gummy
1: about the whole episode? <laughs> You're the second guest to do that, by the way.
2: White folks say the transit move better on the south side. I don't see nothing but food deserts on the south side. The police make the product move better on the south side, but then they wanna tell us do better on the south side. Like niggas stop complaining, work a job and be content. When a check from four jobs can barely even pay the rent Good food is miles from hearing all the kids are malnutrition Eating flaming hots for breakfast, smoking blacks and talking shit the shorties turn cold Drop bodies at 12 The school curriculum Is garbage Selling dope for retail And playing point em out Knock them out And bones on the corner But what the heck Do you expect When shorties Raising themselves And making newspaper headlines Out here roaming blocks When it's six hours Past they bedtime Shorties popping pills Like every hour Is they med time Brothers schizophrenic Stabbing women On the red line With dead minds And should I put that On the bible Brothers hurting They unstable Catch em out here Sniffing cane Cause they didn't think That they were able Wear your suit And go to Harvard, but you can't escape these labels. White supremacy's a demon. Why you think they killing an angels? Trying to cope with all this pain. That's why I always feel a need to write. Our babies turn the hashtags Faster than the speed of light They up in guns And empty clips And seasoned rights Please get off your knees Just pleading Please get up You need to fight Please get on your P's and Q's Our babies need a decent life The system is obese From eating blacks Just like we beans and rice Then dipping us In ethnocentric sauces So we season right Add a touch of black baby blood Lemon squeezed on ice Once they finish eating Rub their bellies And proceed to mics To justify their actions With a speech About our heathen life Deflecting all attention On our youth And call us thieves and hypes Convincing us that nothing we do good, like we ain't breathing right, it's David Ellis. Hey, <laughs> man, with the fire. New music coming soon. I got a song dropping tomorrow, Simple, <laughs> on SoundCloud. Tell
0: them where they can find you on all of that. You
2: find me on SoundCloud, David Ellis Double Zero. All social media is David Ellis Double Zero except for Facebook. Yeah, it's just like, I'm a, like a
1: Gilbert Arenas tribute? Um, you know what? You
2: Randomly, uh, me and my bro, Rick. Josh Kanoris, all my day ones. My, my, matter of fact, shout out FRG man. All my day ones. We used to listen <laughs> Why to. Uh, not? <laughs> we used to listen to uh, Laje a lot on some turnups. <laughs> true, true. Um, the spirit of drill music is kind of like it's it's, yeah. it's it's something that's beautiful about yeah, it, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um, and so he would always say double la. la. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it just kind of stuck. <laughs> I, I didn't really. I wanted to... The first Lil J reference. There it yeah. ergo, shout yeah, it's, out. It's
0: very random. We should reach out. We should get Lil J up here. I want to do a song with it. <laughs> there, <bro.
2: laughs> We're going to make this happen. <laughs> and so Double O just kind of stuck. Uh, it was kind of a thing that just... Uh, I needed to make my name recognizable. Mm-hmm. and so I couldn't just put David Ellis because hella people have used David Ellis before so I was like why not just double zero come on whatever
1: well you'll find new <laughs> music tomorrow uh, and, and listen back to Black Semester and all the other stuff you put out thank you so much yes, for being sir. here and sharing your thoughts this was a fantastic just great time thank you. y'all for having me oh man I appreciate
2: we appreciate this.
0: you going up if you got some time we headed to the to the Lighthouse 1373 East 53rd shout out our sponsor I'm getting the, uh, the mango salmon
1: <laughs> I think I'll probably do the same with some Spanish rice it's really really man, good go check I'm out, we'll be back next week with another Strong Invoice from Chicago and beyond. Much love to the people. Peace. Strong out on your love. I need some
3: love. Strong out on your love. Yeah. yeah. I need some love. Lady, I need it. Just let me explore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, strong out on your love. I need some love. Hey, she from OS. She from the go. Hell yeah, she came like gold yeah. Don't uh, rest in my arms, I will let you go. We good in a nation, we knocking down doors. We do this for real, don't do this for show. She black and she beautiful, the lady you cold I'm feeling the energy of vibrations dope yeah, yeah. Strug on your love, I need some more. Strong out on your love, I need some more. Strong out on your love. I need some more, yeah, 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 yeah. Strong out on your love. I need some more, yeah, yeah. me. Lady, I need it. Just let me explore, yeah. yeah. She black and she beautiful. She black and she beautiful. Strong out on your love, yeah. She black and she beautiful. Black like and she beautiful, She black yeah, like yeah. like yeah. and she beautiful. Strunk out yeah. all your love, yeah. yeah.